It's not sexy. It really isn't. It's a lot of work. It's mostly underground. It's heavy and dirty and it's massively expensive. And it's taken for granted by almost everyone. But to one legend of New Zealand business, it's a masterpiece. There was uh, machines knocking down trees, excavating uh, and laying pipe. There was a grader forming the gullets of the roadway that going into the school. Uh, Under-channel drains were being laid and it's like a huge painting. You're just creating this uh, landscape from farmland. That's John Hines talking about infrastructure like it's the Mona Lisa. John has spent the last 47 years building a massive company manufacturing and supplying all that stuff that keeps the country working. Water management and waste pipes, concrete manholes and critical components made of plastic, iron, fibreglass and steel for constructing treatment plants, tanks, pumps, bridges, underpasses, barrier systems and all manner of products for civil infrastructure. John Hines' story is about as classic as it gets. Non-academic kid drops out of school, works hard, sees an opportunity, takes a risk, works hard, starts experimental manufacturing in his garage. I told you it was classic. And now employs more than 900 staff and dreams of his grandkids one day running the business while improving life for all New Zealanders. Now in his 70s, he's still working hard. Classic. I'm Heather Duplessy Allen, and this is HP Business Class with News Talk ZB. These days, you'll find the Heinz name everywhere, stamped into manhole covers and stenciled onto giant concrete structures. John Hines was Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year in 1999, was made an Officer of the New Zealand Order of Merit for Services to Business and Philanthropy in 2015. In 2017, he was inducted into the New Zealand Business Hall of Fame alongside his wife, Leonie. In his youth, John had no aspirations to be a big businessman, but he was captivated by big boys' toys. I had no concept of growing a company. Uh, what I did enjoy, though, was uh, being on the Great South Road as the trucks came past, these big trucks, and I was just fascinated uh, as they came down the hill. And anything to do with earth moving, when the motorway was going through at Takanini, to see the uh, the big gradles rolling along and uh, cutting up the dirt and Pipes being installed well, back then, the town council put in uh, the sewer right behind us, and I would, I'd watch the contractors. They hand dug the trenches, and seeing them put the pipes in the ground, and no, it was all fascinating stuff. I enjoyed that. John was not particularly academic as a teenager, and university was never part of his plan. Sitting uh, at school, said, looking out uh, at the new jets that were coming in over Mangere, flying because they didn't have simulators then, and they'd sort of take off, and I just was looking out at the beautiful blue sky and watching these jets go past, and all of a sudden the three hours for my English exam were, were up, and I didn't get the required 30 marks, so I had to do a school set again. I realised uh, when I was 17, in my sixth form year that I wasn't going to be successful. Looked at the newspaper and saw an opportunity to be a manager. What it meant was that I was going to be a clerk first and then over a period of time I saw an opportunity to be a salesperson. Despite leaving school at age 17 to work as a sales rep for Humes selling precast concrete products and pipes, John's tenacity began to shine through as he decided to persevere with his education. I continued doing my um, sixth form year to try and get UE. I did that at night school. I failed. 
But I did do an industrial administration course. I got a diploma in industrial administration. Understanding business process, management process and industry activity. And that was something that gave me good grounding. The other side of John's preparation came about through his role as a sales rep. This exposed him to loads of customers and he became an excellent observer. As a sales rep for Humes, I saw the opportunity to establish my own business watching what my customers were doing. They had very successful businesses, utilising machinery. As a sales rep, I just watched and listened and asked lots of questions. So saw an opening back when Norm Kirk was the Prime Minister. The demand that it was occurring with housing and with the motorways, real progressive stuff, and I saw an opportunity to basically start contracting, uh, building crib retaining walls. So John began his contracting business. It wasn't always easy as a one-man operation, but his dogged determination became evident when events arose that could have decimated his fledgling business. There's always challenges in business, but the ones that actually uh, you remember most are the ones where you realise that if this doesn't work, I'm going to lose everything. I'm going back to be working on wages. And the classic uh, was at King Street in uh, Greyland, it was only two years into contracting and uh, I had no machinery and I was renting uh, or hiring machinery uh, and we had this job, a small job for the city council and it was supporting and creating a park. We are lowering the park, lowering the ground in the park, we had to build a retaining wall up against this road. We got started, I allowed six hours for the hired machine. As soon as it, it had done it six hours, I sent it away and realised I had to do a bit of work now by hand and then it rained. And then, lo and behold, the damn road started to uh, slip into uh, the excavation. This was at the end of the day. We were just preparing for the uh, the foundation. And I um, rang my brother, Max. He was working for the Ministry of Works at the time. So Max came in, and uh, we worked all night. The neighbour, who was uh, ex-Ministry of Works guy, uh, he was watching what was going on. He donned his raincoat and came over and gave us a hand. We just worked and worked. And uh, the next night, when I got home, I fell asleep in the shower. But I knew at that stage that, uh, that we were safe. But for a period there, we were in desperate trouble. John's hands-on, determined, can-do attitude stood him in good stead when he'd successfully tended for a major construction project, but his former employer and main supplier couldn't provide the materials he needed. An opportunity arose to tender for a job for the education department at Green Bay. Uh, there was 7,000 blocks, and I tended it on the basis that I'd be using Humes blocks. I placed the order with Humes. They uh, also were going for a contract with the tunnel liners at Huntley, and uh, advised me, look, John, we can't make those blocks for you. Uh, Only alternative was our competitor, Gibbons. Colin's price was significantly more than I'd allowed. So here he was, on the hook to deliver retaining walls requiring all these concrete blocks and nowhere to source them without going bust. So John decided he'd make his own moulds and pour the 7,000 blocks himself. In a very short order, we were making the crib blocks at Papakura at our home at Papakura. We knocked out the uh, the wall of the garage. We had to design, and I did that in w- one night, where we made the blocks for that job, and then we continued, of course. We then had the ability to tender for other work, and we were very busy for a period. 
It wasn't long before John was expanding his product range as he began to manufacture spun concrete manholes. In those early days, he was producing four manholes a day, shoveling the concrete by hand. Over time, John took on increasingly ambitious projects. He was able to consistently deliver as he took on more staff and the business steadily grew to meet demand. The business developed uh, from one man, uh, the opportunity to uh, to build a wall on the uh, southern motorway for Bitumix. Uh, and then as time went on, we looked at construction jobs, uh, but realised that we, uh, we could manufacture other precast components. We got involved in making manholes, uh, then pipes. So East Tamaki was our main uh, focus. As the business expanded, reciprocal relationships with other companies became key to Heinz's success. James Hardy had convinced us that we should support them uh, so they could sell more of their small diameter pipe and uh, we would uh, help them with jobs with regard to the manholes and the bigger diameter pipe. By specialising, both businesses together had been able to supply all the pipe systems needed for each job. John only realised how vulnerable this relationship made Heinz when James Hardy Pipelines made a decision that would disrupt the supply of smaller diameter pipe. When they decided they were going to become asbestos-free, that was a decision made in Australia and announced in Australia, and the New Zealand management had no idea. We heard about it, contacted them and said, gosh, guys, what does this mean with regard to our relationship? We're quite worried. It would take years to build his own factory to produce the smaller diameter pipe, and all the while, John needed to keep supplying his customers so they wouldn't switch to his competition. How did he work it out? That's next. HP started in a garage 80 years ago in Palo Alto and has been in New Zealand since 1967. HP is driven by the vision to create technology that makes life better for everyone, everywhere. And since the very beginning, HP has lent a hand in the impossible, creating moving sound for Walt Disney, who was one of HP's very first customers. Today, as New Zealand's number one selling PC and printer brand, HP is trusted by thousands of Kiwi entrepreneurs, bringing their own vision to life. Learn more at hp.co.nz slash HP for business. HP, keep reinventing. John Hines had a serious disruption to his supply chain while he built a factory to produce small diameter pipes. I had to go to, um, to see the chief at, at James Hardy and encourage them to sell us the pipe that they had at that stage in stock and all the pipe they were going to make up till 84 and they could then send it to our yard. Uh, but the difficulty there was they wanted a letter of credit and uh, the banks at the time were um, reasonably conservative, so to encourage uh, my wife again to mortgage the house to the limit and uh, everything else we had to be able to get this letter of credit. I knew that if I didn't do a deal with them, um, we were going to lose everything because our competitors at that stage were Winston's and Hume's. There's no way we could supply small diameter pipe, so we had to get the supplier of the pipeline pipe. John's business was hanging in the balance. He needed to do the deal of his life, but that meant borrowing up to his eyeballs and mortgaging the house to the hilt. His wife, Leone, was as committed to the business as he was, so they signed the paperwork and fought like hell. We were successful, goodness, but there was a period there where I, really, I was really concerned. But it was an important springboard for us to be able to then get involved and uh, develop a, a small diameter pipe factory. They could have lost everything, but in the end, their tenacity was rewarded. Two decades into the business, things were cruising along, but John was nowhere near satisfied. He had a vision, and it was the 1995 America's Cup and a visiting business guru that were the catalysts for the next big expansion. We went and saw Tom Peters 
at um, in 95. And at that stage, uh, New Zealand had won the America's Cup. Uh, Blakey had come back and uh, had written a little book about the concept of uh, the journey. And that was that uh, there was focus, uh, there was a vision. The vision, of course, was to win the America's Cup, but the focus was how can we make the boat go faster? And I really connected with that. And uh, with our team that went to see Tom Peters, we talked about team, the concept of team. We'd go back to our little white table and think about the vision, think about the future. Uh, and I wanted to be a nationwide supplier. Competitor was making it quite difficult for us in Auckland. And I saw the future was to be able to develop the business throughout the country. Systematically, that's exactly what we've done. Um, yeah, it was a big challenge to go to Christchurch. To be an Aucklander in Christchurch is difficult. Uh, but we've uh, overcome all that. And uh, we've got a good team at, in Christchurch in the South Island. Yeah, right throughout the country. It's, it's basically this concept of team building a, a group of people with, with strong values. And it is fantastic, actually, to, to be a part of it because it's not something you're necessarily directing. It just happens, and uh, it's fantastic. You sort of look there and see it going past you. I'm so enthusiastic. I'm now at a stage, I guess, where I'm supposed to be retired, but it's my hobby. I enjoy the team now includes John's two sons, Adrian and Aaron. It's quite the family dynasty, and the company has diversified well beyond precast concrete blocks and pipes. The company today is focused on products associated with water and water-based waste. So we are managing water. We have uh, my son who heads up the Smarter Water, Heinz Smarter Water. Yeah, other son, Adrian, uh, he's the managing director of Heinz Holdings, but he's heavily involved with our Pocono development, uh, bringing in machinery from overseas that is uh, automated. Probably one of the only foundries still in New Zealand uh, manufacturing uh, world-class water fittings. And we're, of course, involved in Australia with two sites there um, in Sydney and in and Brisbane. Civil engineering is an industry that is forever changing and innovating as new challenges arise. Heinz were given the unique and high-profile task of manufacturing the concrete legs of the Auckland Sky Tower, but most of their engineering accomplishments are unseen and underground. Innovation is something that is hugely important, isn't it, to the future of, of any business. Being in a position where you think about what you're doing uh, and, and try and do it differently. We had to innovate with regard to the Otara power station and we worked with Ross Christensen uh, from Ross Reed in regard to producing a concrete pipe that could withstand the pressure that the engineers had, had devised for the, uh, the water cooling system. Of course, now with our... A uh, whole process with smarter water and considering what is actually happening with the water-based waste. How can we adapt to the changing world with electronics and uh, apps on your telephone and uh, making it easier to understand what water is doing? So in at the pump station or with the manholes, we make it easier uh, for those in charge to actually understand what the system is doing. This issue out at um, uh, Mangaree where the uh, wet wipes have ended up in the sewer system because of coronavirus, uh, you know, that's, that's the end of the line. <laughs> so being in a position to be able to explain that this, this, this issue is coming as a result of what's going on in the system it can allow the uh, the asset owner to know what their system is doing and what actually is happening is better than being at the bottom of the cliff. 
The culture at Heinz is intensely customer-focused. It's a passion for John. Once he gets talking about customer service, you can hear an almost evangelistic zeal. Customer service is really easy because it's free. It's the free bit. It's how you think about in regard to your customer. How can we make an experience for the customer that's delightful, energetic, innovative? So having the ability, I guess, as a group to think about the customer experience, we want customers to come in. If they're in a hurry, we want them to come in and go out as quickly as they can. If they want to talk about something, we encourage that as well. The customer service aspect, I think, is something that's, that's very important to in business. Our people interact with our customers. Our customers interact with our people. There's that fun aspect. Having fun with your customer uh, is, I think, incredibly important and very uh, encouraging to our people. Part of customer service is making life easier for them, producing products that are lighter and easier to install and more efficient. Design and innovation are key, as is listening to the needs of the customer and staying one step ahead. We are trying to create a better world with our products and our service model. In regard to the the nature of our products, making them lighter, creating uh, an opportunity for our customers to um, do their work easier, so they're using big excavators and, uh, in effect, cranes, so they don't have to do any uh, in-situ work on site. Uh, the product turns up on, on a truck, they just plug and fix. John and his wife, Leone, have become well-known for their philanthropy. They're committed to many great causes and encourage all of their 900 staff to get involved too. At the top of the list is Manirewa High School, where the two met. They firmly believe in the principle of giving back and founded the Manirewa High School Business Academy. They provide scholarships to students to enable tertiary education and career pathways that would never have been possible otherwise. It's important to realise, I think, that once you've got the ability to pay the wages, you have a, um, a responsibility, I believe, a social responsibility. In our case, we, we were very focused around Manarawa High School, where Leonie and I uh, met, and um, in regard to Odessa One School, um, we are, we've developed a business academy there. Uh, I'm a, a trustee. I think it's important that you provide a certain amount of finance, but uh, it's actually if you can give time as well, that's important. Um, our team at, at uh, Heinz are also uh, really encouraged to support the Heart Foundation. They use their initiative to uh, consider activity that will uh, help raise money for for heart health. Getting better knowledge too in regard to personal habits around uh, heart health. We have the ride of New Zealand uh, where our team go on each year uh, on a trip uh, with a large number of other New Zealanders that uh, are riding for various causes, but ours is for, for the Heart Foundation. We've had the, uh, the girls um, who are hats and heels where they've, uh, they've come together and encouraging customers and, uh, and our people to, uh, to have some fun have a nice lunch and and raise money for the Heart Foundation. Uh, there's a number of initiatives that our team have created, so various branches throughout the country, so it's our nationwide cause. John Hines's personal philosophy is rooted in a strong sense of duty and social responsibility. Ultimately for him, it's about creating and relating. What is the meaning of life? What's it all about? The concept of waking up in the morning and 
and then going to sleep at night. What does it all mean? It's around uh, doing your very best to make a difference, trying to make a difference. So to be in a situation now where I can go out to Pocono and see this fabulous factory, see the people that are working at, uh, at, and walk around, and I just enjoy interacting with people. But actually being in a situation where we've created this from an idea, being able to be a part of that, that is incredibly satisfying. John Hines began manufacturing concrete crib blocks in his garage to deliver on a contract against all odds. That spirit of innovation and determination has seen him build a thriving company delivering water management solutions to every corner of New Zealand and now Australia too. There's no question his success will resonate for generations to come. So what's John's advice to young entrepreneurs and business people starting out? That's next. No matter how big or small your business, the EliteBook X360 with Windows 10 Pro lets you focus on the business instead of your IT. With hardware-enforced security, exceptional battery life and Windows 10 Pro, the EliteBook X360 offers performance and reliability in a sleek and stylish design. Shift to Windows 10 Pro with the new HP EliteBook X360, only from HP, New Zealand's number one selling PC and print brand. Search HP for business. HP recommends Windows 10 Pro for business. Heinz Pipe Systems has gone from a one-man operation to a multi-million dollar family-operated empire. So what advice would founder John Heinz pass on to young people just starting out in their business careers? Be conscious of the outcome. Accept the fact that you may not know how the journey is going to occur, but you have a very strong view that you're going to get there. Having that positive mental approach to actually making sure you get there, just trust in the ability of the mind when you're in the shower or whatever and that little eureka moment occurs, you will find the way. The journey will open up and you will get there, but never give up. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of HP Business Class with News Talk ZB. We've still got some great guests coming up, such as Rod Drury's remarkable story of building Zero, a business worth $10 billion. And next time, Philippa Miranda Burden from Meadow Mushrooms, an award-winning business putting great-tasting mushrooms on Kiwi's plates while dishing up some serious generosity supporting their community, the environment and the arts. It's a great story, so make sure you subscribe at newstalkzb.co.nz slash hp or on your favourite podcasting app. Catch you next time. I'm Heather Duplessy-Allen and this is HP Business Class, brought to you by HP and Newstalk ZB. Newstalk ZB.